If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Are you a fan of Wayne's World, daily meditation, and red wine? I love all of those things, but that's not what this podcast is about. I believe time is valuable and how we spend it matters. That's why I've aggregated a decade of experience running my business and my passion for personal growth into short 10-minute episodes. This is Photo Business Help. Join me, Natalie Jennings, twice a week for lessons on everything I've learned on my journey from high school teacher to full-time photographer and business coach. I'll dive into marketing, meditation, and content creation, photography basics and organization, and the power of a healthy mind, body, and spirit connection. If you want to grow in business and live a better life, join our community of motivated, open-minded creatives. Let's do the podcast now. Is that good? Howdy, folks, and welcome to episode 16 of the Photo Business Help Podcast. If you are new to the show, my name is Natalie Jennings. I'm your host, um, and here's a little bit about me. So I've been shooting professionally since around 2009 and teaching and mentoring hundreds of photographers between then and uh, or between 2013 and now. Um, But I I started this podcast because I wanted to reach more people. I left my teaching job. I was a high school English teacher and I grew what was a four digit passion into a six figure business. And I have every intention of continuing to grow and learn and aim higher. Um, So the lifestyle tips, the business building stuff in this podcast applies to anyone wanting to grow in business and life, um, not just photographers. So if you've been uh, if you've been tuning in regularly these first few weeks, I want to thank you. I hope you're getting value and inspiration from these episodes. And I really appreciate you being here um, and taking time out of your day and your life to listen to me ramble at you. So thank you. I think I'm finally getting into a flow with this show. I've found um, better and better ways to make time for it in my schedule. As I record this episode, I'm still in my temporary apartment in Austin, Texas, where my boyfriend and I um, are looking for a place to call home for a while. So we decided to come down for a couple weeks. And the place we're staying is one of those boxy, trendy condo places that have been cropping up in every city I've visited in the past few years. And there's something a little weird about a brand new building uh, versus the sort of early 20th century style apartments that I've lived in in the past. They smell new. Uh, the landscaping is like a little too perfect and the trees are teeny tiny because they've just been planted. Um, there's like this little bit of a too clean vibe in the public spaces, like the gym. Um, I feel like feel kind of bad sweating in there. It's so pristine. But but then I remember that uh, I need to change my mindset and enjoy the good things. So um, the fact that there is a gym and it's not disgusting and smelly and gross and um, there's a pool And the kitchen has free Nescafe espresso and uh, super bright workspaces for 
itinerant laptop work people like myself. So yeah, I'm in kind of like a weird space, but I'm trying to make the best of it and enjoy it. You know, there's always going to be a new trend. And sort of as we saw with most of the cars in the 80s, uh, trends aren't always the brightest ideas. So I've just decided to embrace being in this modern kind of strange space for this visit, even though a part of me kind of longs for the wood built in cupboards and stained glass windows of older spaces. That's really more my vibe. But um, speaking of space, I'd like to talk about things today to avoid in your online space, which is uh, your website. So I have put together the top five things that I think are extremely important to consider when updating or creating an online presence. I've also added a bonus sixth thing that I think is the most important, actually. Um, And I thought of it after I put the whole thing together. So I'm just going to add it on to the podcast here. So stay tuned for bonus number six at the end. Um, But if you'd like to skip listening and just get to it, I've also added this content in PDF format for you to keep if you're that kind of learner um, and you want to kind of have this handy while you go through your website. You can head to jennings.photo forward slash five to avoid and get a free copy of this, uh, all the stuff in this show to help you tune up your site. So that's jennings.photo forward slash five to avoid. That's F-I-V-E to avoid. Um, so it's all spelling, no numbers in there. And that's for a free copy of everything I'm going to cover in this episode. So there are definitely some things to avoid when setting up your website. And these are a few that I think top the list and that are worth mentioning. Number one, autoplay music. Autoplay music. Um, music. I think music is a fantastic addition to the mood and experience of viewing photos, definitely. But the option to listen is a lot better than blasting your viewer from the get-go. This is because people might be in a quiet place at work or wherever. And if your site launches into like a rock ballad, you know, like love song at full volume and your potential client is, uh, you know, standing in line at the bank, they're going to just shut the browser and leave your website fast. So, If you want the option for music, um, put a little button there, but I recommend avoiding autoplay music. Next, long slideshows. I like to avoid um, slideshows that are super long, so say more than like 15 or 20 images. You want to entice folks to see uh, more of your work and to seek out more of your work rather than have to like wait through a timed slideshow for more than 30 seconds or so. Um, Some people will. Some people will sit and enjoy it. But building momentum and excitement is an important part of walking your client through your site uh, without them losing interest. So if you have slideshows, keep them smallish. And that that usually prompts people to click elsewhere and uh, keep exploring your site. So avoid long slideshows. Number three, typos, typos. I don't, I don't think I need to say anything more about that. We all make mistakes. And, you know, if you guys see some typos um, in my work, please, uh, please send them my way. Um, It's more common in like a blog post, but it looks really bad if you have a big typo in a big headliney permanent kind of spot on your website. So check those places first. I'm sure we all have blog typos and those things kind of come and go and cycle through your your feed and and um, aren't as critical but uh, no typos uh, is definitely the best way to go so avoid typos and double check your copy hey everyone 
Just interrupting my show quick to let you know that I have decided to once again offer website audits. These are one-on-one 30-minute calls with me where we take a look at your website. If you feel like you need an extra set of eyes on your site or just my experience doing what I do, particularly in the photography field, these are 30-minute sessions one-on-one with me uh, where we go over things. I do a brief audit and um, help you out a little bit and get you moving forward, uh, fixing the things that might need to be fixed. If you want to do this, you want to sign up, you can just send me an email, natalie at photobizhelp.com. That's natalie at photobizhelp.com to sign up for a 30-minute one-on-one website audit with me. Hopefully, I'll see you there. Let's get back to the show. Okay, number four, um, you're going to want to avoid hiding important things. So when important things are hard to find, that is not good. So make make things that you want people to see really easy to find. Um, if you're highlighting a particular product, make sure it's front and center, not at the bottom of the second page or in tiny print somewhere. Your contact form should be in your menu as a menu item. Don't make people like click on a button and scroll down a drop down menu to get to your contact. Like I know it seems like a little overkill, but you'd be surprised um, how effective it is. And you're probably even, you've probably experienced this in your own searches of other people's sites that um, when people just give you a button, um, you know, learn more, email me, sign up, and it's right in front of your face. It's just, it takes the guesswork out. So um, make sure the things that you want people to see are easy to find. Okay, next, avoid brand inconsistency. Avoid, uh, you know, continuity errors with your style and your tone and the general feel of your site. So one great way to do this is to pick one or two fonts only, one or two colors only, and build from there. It's it's kind of a fun game to sort of pare things down like that. Um, because it's easy to get like too busy or too fonty or too colorful. Limiting yourself is a really great way to dial things in, keep things simple, and then kind of bring yourself back to um, a starting place so that so that your brand and your um, website don't get out of control with inconsistencies. Um, there's a lot of variation you can achieve with just like a couple fonts, including um, you know size. You could do all lowercase, all upper, like all caps, um, italic bold, whatever. So you can do all of that with just a couple fonts or even one and still remain on brand. All right. So that was the big five. No autoplay, no long slideshows, avoid typos, make things um, easy to find for people and keep your brand consistent. Um, But as promised, I thought of a huge one after all of this was put together. So I'm adding it here as a bonus. I feel like it's silly to say drum roll, but number six, Um, Avoid doing all of your edits uh, when you're adjusting your website in desktop or laptop mode. So every year, the percentage of mobile usage increases um, quite a bit. And that means that more and more and more people are finding you from their phones and their tablets instead of their desktops. So it's imperative that you do not that you do not forget to look at what your site looks like on mobile. It's not only important that you have a responsive site. This means that it automatically adjusts to whatever format the user is on. And most templates have this built in these days anyway. But it's super important that everything looks the way you want it to on your phone. Um, so if you're just sitting around making some adjustments to your website, moving a menu around, making something bigger or smaller, be sure to check on mobile and avoid doing uh, everything on desktop. So even though these templates are pretty smart these days and you might think everything will just work out because they're responsive automatically, sometimes you'll make an adjustment and, and look at it on mobile and it looks really, really weird. So um, keep that in mind. Okay, that's it for this episode, episode number 16. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. If you'd like a copy of these items that I covered to revisit later, head to Jennings.com 
photo forward slash five to avoid. And that's F-I-V-E-T-O, avoid. So Jennings.photo forward slash five to avoid for everything that I covered in this episode. I'll catch you next time. And remember, in all you want to achieve, consistency is key.